Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. What failures are you proud of? That is a question I read a few weeks ago that buried itself in my brain and I can't stop thinking about it. Why? Well, it's a culturally contradictory question. We have been taught our entire lives to be ashamed of our failures, to hide them, to talk past them, and to justify the mistakes that we've made and move forward like it never happened. So when I read, what are the failures you are proud of? I went for a long run and thought of nothing but the answer to that question. And after a few miles, I had compiled quite a list, gotten lost in reflection, and realized I had run for almost five miles and forgot to turn on my music. A failure I was proud of, because I wasn't distracted in my reflection. Our smart thinking this week is going to be focused on failing with honor and growing from it. I want you to imagine a world where individual, team, or collective failure is celebrated, studied, and used as an opportunity for all of our improvement instead of the normal. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about Bruno. (laughs) Sidetrack. Have you seen that movie? Encanto? Holy cow. I laughed. I cried. I grew in cultural competence, empathy, reflected on my role in the world, and found myself wishing I had a little person in my life to watch it with. And it also helped me with this episode. The movie ends with a celebration of failure and an acceptance of how we can avoid creating conditions for others that stifle their own ability to be the best versions of themselves, as well as a review of how we may often be celebrating or emphasizing the wrong qualities of success. That's a movie where there's a lot to walk away from there and a lot to learn from, but I learned how to fail forward from watching that fun Disney movie. Okay, let's study the powerful consequences of creating a world that actually celebrates failure. First, this is so counter to what we have grown to do and believe that many people struggle with the vulnerability it takes to admit failure. We all want to be okay. We want it to be okay. But what we don't always realize is that the world around us, our audience, well, they know when we are succeeding or failing. They watch us climb peaks of success and they watch us dig ourselves into holes we can't escape from. So even though we think we are failing in isolation or we can explain it away, the world has an idea. So why not get it out there and celebrate it? Celebrate what we learned and share the journey so that others around us can grow from that moment of wisdom. I mean, if we are trying to get people to buffalo into the storms they're facing, we need to show them what to do the days when the storms are just too strong to get through and how to hunker down and survive it, to fight on, fight on again into the future. When I was asked to share my failures in that book, the ones I was proud of, I was really stuck. But after reflecting on that long run, I thought of a bunch of them, and I want you to think about it. I also want to share with you one that has really shaped me, and it was the first one that came to mind, and it happened when I was in high school. Now, Ted Knightsky in high school was sort of a misfit. I was athletic, I was in the choir, I partied too much, I was in plays and musicals, I hung out with the right crowd and the wrong crowd, I made more bad choices than good, and was pretty frequently struggling. And one place I loved, well, I loved the theater. I loved being on the stage. I loved being in musicals and performing in choir and and in plays. 
I had some talent, but not a lot of maturity, so I often had secondary parts with few opportunities to be myself on the stage, or at least be by myself on the stage. So when I eventually found myself with a solo, I was pretty nervous and frankly hesitant. But it was the moment I'm about to share with you that taught me about failure. Well, at least it was the first time that I can remember that someone taught me how to embrace failure and then learn from it. I was in a three-act play and had a bunch of lines and was center stage often. I had memorized my lines and knew exactly where to stand and how to enter and all that kind of stuff. There were always three shows after a month of rehearsals and one dress rehearsal, and I was looking forward to playing my part and having some fun. There was always that dress rehearsal on the Thursday night before we launched, and we invited our friends and classmates and our teachers, as well as anyone else, frankly, who would come to watch us. We were in the second act of the play, and I had my first monologue by myself coming up with just one other actor. I was not really nervous at that point, but more anxious to get it over with and make sure I did it okay. So I walked out to my mark, and as I was was delivering my lines, for some reason, I stumbled and I forgot a line, and then I just ad-libbed. The other actor just grinned and hit her lines, and I walked off stage. I had failed to deliver. I was crushed, and I thought our teacher was going to rip me apart. He was a real stickler. We still had one more act to go, and I had many more lines, and I was perseverating on my failure, sitting off in the corner. And everyone could tell I was bothered because when I was normally nervous or anxious, I was like 100% goofy trying to get other people to feel okay, and that made me feel okay. But here I was almost stoic on the side of the stage just watching the play. And that's when, from behind, my director came up to me, put his arm around me, and asked me, Hey, Ted, when you're on the stage... What do you see? I looked at him confused and he said, What do you see in the audience? And I said, Well, I I can't see them. I can't see the audience. And he said, And they can't see when you make an error. So when you mess up, own it, move on, and know that no one knows but you and me. You see, in the theater, when you're on the stage, the lights are really bright and you don't see the audience. Weirdly, you feel them and the energy that comes from performing. But When they laugh, gasp, or cry, that's what you feel, but you never see them. And as a result, it's actually really safe to be on the stage. And only you know when you screw up, because what they see is what they think is actually supposed to happen. And if the people around you are okay with the failure, they just move along right along with you. And then you learn from it, grow from it, and you're unlikely to ever make that mistake again. It was an amazing analogy for me, and I've used it often since that day as I have coached others to remember that the world only sees what you present, and they don't know what it is supposed to look like. They just get to judge whether they like it or not. Now, I had failed. He knew I failed, but he helped me accept it. And when the play was over, he said, you'll never forget that line for the rest of your life. And you know what? He's right, because in the play, I was talking to a woman in a park, and I was supposed to ask her, Why don't the stars shine here at night? That was my line, and I had messed it up. Now, I don't remember what I ad-libbed. I don't even remember the line that I failed to deliver before or after that. All I remember is that line. Heck, I don't even remember the name of that play. But I do remember the moment. And he was right. Move on. No one knows but you. Life is a stage, and everyone is watching. And honestly, we're usually the only ones who know when we fail. But we weirdly tell everyone that we fail. And instead of celebrating the perseverance to get through our error, oh man, we spend a ton of time telling everyone why it happened, how we screwed up. And we are also casting for sympathy from everyone around us. 
Let's get better at celebrating the failure. I've told that story to everyone I have ever coached, mentored, and supported. I wish I would have been told that long before taking the stage that day. It made me so aware and fearless moving from that point on that I was no longer afraid to fail on the stage because I learned how to persevere through it. I grew some mental tenacity. I created muscle memory and character. I also continued to make mistakes on the stage and in life, but learned to just keep going. Or as Dory would say in Nemo, just keep swimming. Oh, jeez. Did I just really do that? Is that the second Disney cartoon reference? That is the last one today. Now, I have failed daily my entire life, and so have you. Mostly on micro things, and I've usually just failed myself. But I've still failed. However, celebrating it and dealing with it is a skill. And that is what we need to do some smart thinking around. Now, as a reminder, there are two types of leaders in the world. Buffalo leaders, who see the challenges that they are facing, and they charge into the storms on the horizon— in order to get through them, and they don't avoid them, they look up, recognize that they need to take action, and they charge with optimism into whatever it is that the world is throwing at them. Then, well, then there are the cows. Oh, the lovely cows. They turn away from the storm. They freeze in place until the storm is upon them, procrastinating with pessimism, and then once they are wet, they walk They walk with the storm in order to avoid it, but they only lead to more misery for themselves by being trapped in it longer and amplifying all of the problems around them. Oh, so miserable. So what are the behaviors of people that fail and move forward? Well, let's actually start this by talking about the behaviors of people who fail with no grace. The cows. Mm -hmm. Failure. Failure defined is very simple. It is anything that you have decided, that you have decided, did not work out the way that you had anticipated. Cows who fail fuel their failure with emotions, negative emotions. They turn away from their failure, and they most often resort to a few key behaviors. Listen to these carefully. First, they cast blame. It's everyone else's fault. These people created the conditions. I would have been successful if... Second, they resent the ones who have succeeded. Well, it's always easy for them. They get everything that they need. Three, they become unwilling to try it again. Oh, no way I'm doing that. Are you kidding? The last time I got yelled at. The last time this happened. The last time. The last time. And four, they have filled themselves with fear. A fear that manifests as anger. Anger towards everyone around them. There are a lot of other ways that people who fail act. But these are the core tenets. And our job as leaders is to identify these behaviors and move towards empathy to seek understanding so we can figure out why they are suddenly stuck and what it is that we can do for them, for them, not to them. Failure is difficult for all of us because it stabs at our pride and makes us defensive. But it doesn't have to be that way. However, it is critical when you are around people who have experienced failure and they cannot seem to see the opportunities to work towards the coaching that they need in order to be more proactive, that you step in. In Jim Collins' classic leadership text, Good to Great, I can't remember the exact quote, and I couldn't find it, actually, but he shares a story of a time when an employee makes a significant financial mistake and the boss is asked, why didn't you fire him? And the boss says, he'll never make that mistake again. And we paid for his education. That's how buffaloes view failure. Failure is learning and growing, and growing from that learning is called wisdom. And wisdom is what fuels a buffalo. So let's talk about the behaviors we should each aspire towards daily in order to not just accept failure,
but grow from it, learn from it, and become wiser. The first one is fail with resilience. Never give up on yourself or those around you and see the failure as an opportunity for improvement or an OFI opportunity for improvement because everything that we do allows us to fail forward and get better. Two, failure makes us gritty. It makes us strong and willing to lean into a problem with greater strength in the future because we can predict what will and will not happen. And three, failure grows our empathy as a leader. Oh, now I know what that feels like. That's when we can learn. Four, failure creates mental muscle memory. That's a nice way of saying wisdom. And five, oh man, failure allows us to demonstrate vulnerability and sparks greater risk in those around us. Because if we're willing to share it, then they're willing to see it and they're willing to try it. The key to creating a world where failure is fueling buffaloes and kids and colleagues who want to run into the storm is to just adopt a few key behaviors. So now that we know what the behaviors of people who can grow from failure look like and we can recognize the people who are paralyzed by failure act like, let's look at how we can create the conditions so that failure is always seen as an opportunity for growth. Condition one is very simple. Publish the failure. Share it. Talk about it. Just make sure everybody knows what's going on. When something goes wrong, that is when we have a chance, a chance for all of us to learn from it. The people who were involved should discuss why it happened, what they learned, and what they did different. And finally, how they grew forward. Grew forward. Cows are fueled by the paranoia of not knowing what is going on. And people love to gossip when they don't know what's going on. So when failure occurs in the organization, and when I say organization, you guys, it could be your house, a classroom, an office, a manufacturing plant, a dentist office. I don't care. Whatever. But when failure happens, everyone knows something is wrong. And when they are not told what went wrong, well, they invent what went wrong, which fuels the paranoia of the cows and creates a riskless environment. Oh, man, I'm not trying that. Remember when so-and-so did that and got fired? Oh, that's an opportunity that we need to seize. When an error or failure of any sort occurs, we, we should make certain to explain why and what happened and talk about how it was resolved. That is how people fuel buffaloes. Risk comes when you can visualize the consequences of failure. It's that simple. And if people know that failure is acceptable, well, then more great things are going to happen. Second behavior is to celebrate the failures with the equal amount of energy that you would celebrate the success. Frankly, we forget to celebrate often, and as a result, there's limited risk-taking in general. But buffaloes? Buffaloes who charge and fall over or go in the wrong direction or get stuck in the ditch have just as an interesting part of the story as those who got through it. And honestly, <laughs> we all like the stories of failure a little bit more because they involve key elements like sincerity, humor, self-deprecation, humility. But they serve as great lessons. And we should learn from them. And we should put the people out in front on equal footing with the same people who have succeeded as with those who have failed. Because that's what will allow us all to grow. Stop hiding the mistakes and allow the wisdom of the failure to grow everyone around us. Making failure okay begins with you. And it's a formula. Share the failure, celebrate the failure, and then seek the opportunities for improvement from that same failure. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you currently treat failure in your world. List ways you can change your behavior to 
to ensure risk and describe ways you can celebrate all the failure all around you. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and please share this episode and others so that you can help me help more leaders grow. After all, we're all leaders and we are obligated to help the world around us. And finally, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music and please make certain to follow them on whatever music platform that you have. All right, seriously, do some smart thinking about this. If we want those around us to be better, we need them to be willing to take the risks of charging into the storm. Or wait, maybe it's you that needs to get better at reflecting about how you failed, what you learned, and how you responded. And how you're sharing what you learned, how you failed, and how you responded with others. I mean, what do you tell the world when you mess up? Do you own it, or do you cast blame? Here's your final reflection. How would you handle this situation? You are supporting someone who has been given a project, and the first time they attempt it, they are asked to try it again because it did not go as planned and meet the expected mark. The person goes off and works hard, makes adjustments, has learned from their failures, and makes a significant improvement. As a matter of fact, they grow their performance by nearly 20%. Now, that's a huge increase from where they were and a significant shift towards the expected outcome. Now, I'm going to assume that you would do like I would. Celebrate. You would take this person aside and congratulate them. You'd ask them how they did it, and you would be so proud. We'd pump that person up with admiration and support. Heck, we might even parade them in front of others and tell everyone they need to be more like this person. But what if that 20% increase was still a failure? No. What if this person had gotten a 40% on a test or an assessment and moved themselves up to a 60%? That's still enough. Here is where the opportunity for improvement lies within each of us. When you show that much growth, you deserve a parade. If that person had had a 75 and moved to a 95, we'd put them on a stage. We'd give them the most improved award. We would tell everybody how proud of them we were for all the work they did. Yet the same growth and effort usually receives a finger-waving and a you-need-to-try-harder response. That is a failure to observe the opportunity in the failure. We need to seek to improve our own definition of failure. See the opportunities all around us to fuel buffaloes and seek ways to constantly learn from those around us. The 40 to 60 person, the percent, the 20% growth person, is likely to just walk away otherwise and blame you or others. And we will have taught them that that, that is okay to just leave, to quit. And they won't grow. They won't grow perseverance, mental tenacity, or anything. We can get right into that opportunity to improve in the future and show the world, look at what this person did. 20% growth. Look at how they did it. And here's how they failed and what they learned along the way. Every failure is in the past. Did you hear that? Every failure is in the past. And the only way to ensure that it stays there is to learn from it, share it, and celebrate it. That way, everyone benefits from the lessons. Everyone grows, and the person who took the risk actually finds themselves on the receiving end of a celebration of effort, learning, wisdom, and growth. (laughs) Guys, that's what buffaloes do, and we all need to see those opportunities. We need to be proud of our failures, seize upon them, and celebrate all the weird things going on so that we can be great leaders for and with others. Bring your heartbeat, bring your silence.
Bring your silent song to life.